0: Welcome to Sudbury Scrub, a 40K podcast for the Sudbury community, Season 7. You know, I might as well just go ahead and say Season 8. It's been so long. I think I only got three episodes out of three since Season 7. It's the tournament season. It's the tournament season. We are back into the groove of things here. So, you know, we got to make this work. That's right. I am being joined in person because we're allowed to do that now. guys. <laughs> By the wonderful Mr. Green. Uh, we've got a tournament coming up this weekend, it's uh, is he calling it the Grinning Demon still? No, this is, this is a backyard hammer tournament, this is it's far. backyard
1: hammer that you guys are doing this weekend. Uh, I'm really glad to be here again, so thanks for having me, Davis. Tonight I'm wrapping my Basement Collective second annual team tournament, Oh yeah. t-shirt, and having a lovely, uh, what did you
0: call this thing tonight? Uh, this drink is called a BLT, uh, which is bourbon, lemon and tonic
1: try it out on sunday guys saturday whatever your turn try it on saturday have a lot of them
0: (laughs) anyways glad to be
1: here glad to kick off the uh, slippery tournament season and uh looking forward to uh having a couple more of these conversations
0: i am so looking forward to these are probably my favorite thing to do before a tournament and then of course the after one where we get to say how wrong we were the whole time (laughs) all right so Uh, this is, yes, this is the Gritting Demon Backyard Brawl Invitational. Uh, now it's just an Invitational because, you know, you're only allowed 10 people right now. And so he couldn't just make it open to everybody. He said, hey, look, um, this is for, for, I'm just gonna contact some folks, see if they're interested and anybody that said yes it's like okay you're it if somebody said no it's like great i can contact somebody else unfortunately just about every single person you asked said yes um you uh, unfortunately have to live an actual life and so good for you uh but also you're not going to be there no
1: i'm not going to be there so with that i can say that i would beat all those guys that are showing up at this tournament they would all be playing for second place if i were there
0: absolutely well you have to crack it that's right they I don't still <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, I'm really
1: looking forward to
0: it. Yeah, so let's let's get into this. Uh we've we're going to have three matches. It's going to be 2000 points. Uh this is Grand Tournament and we are going to be using the new chapter Approved 2021. Uh I would say the same, it's the same missions, but new secondaries. And hey, other FAQs out there have kind of impacted things, but the overall tone I've seen for this um a lot of the lists are still strong, but people are definitely taking some things that They want to take because they love it. It's fun. It's different. They want to make this a little bit something different. So we've got, I'm going to just go out and say, we've got a Stompa.
1: We've got a Stompa, yeah. There are some guys here who are just thirsty to play some choice
0: holders again. Absolutely. So, you know, it's going to be a fun time. Um, I still think people are going to play their their hardest game because that's what's fun. Um, But, and the list, even if they're not like the crazy list out there, Don't ever expect these lists to be pushovers. People are gonna have stuff up their sleeves, things that they've been working on, things they've been thinking about for a year. For a year.
1: And like when you hear some of these lists, you might be thinking that some of these guys are showing up to a a knife fight with a pool noodle, but they got rocks stuffed in that pool noodle.
0: Ah, absolutely. I don't
1: know if Justin's got a pool in his
0: backyard. It, maybe they got a, maybe it's a, a pool noodle, but you got to watch out for the wet willy that they're going to reach in around you. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. So uh, the first mission uh, is going to be... Uh, the first mission is going to be priority targets, uh, followed up by overrun, and then surround and destroy. And as is our tradition, we're going to go ahead and review all the round one matches in the context of... Priority targets. So, Aaron, do you, first of all, let's talk about this mission.
1: Yeah. So, priority targets is a diagonal deployment zone, and uh, before the game starts, both players take it in turns to you move one of your objectives, eh?
0: Or do you That's move right. all four? All four get moved. It gets started by uh, one player that they move one objective. Then the next player moves two objectives and then the first player once again moves one objective. Now there are five objectives. One in the middle can't be moved, but all the other four, unless you're feeling very generous, all the other four will probably be moved during the course of the battle.
1: Yeah, so you, you probably are gonna try and move the one that's in your opponent's deployment zone out of the deployment zone so they don't start on it, or you try and re it so that their castles got to be a little bit further back. Because uh, as everybody knows, Ninth edition is all about getting in the middle of the board, so if you can force somebody to stay way back in the deployment zone, you might be uh, setting yourself up for a little minor advantage
0: there. And this mission, probably more than most, with it being five objective points, uh, hold one, hold two, hold more, that uh, middle objective is just worth so, so much in trying to force uh, a hold more situation onto your opponent, in which case you could just maybe win on the primaries. And if you only have to win on the primaries, because you've been scoring your primaries, folks, um, then you know the rest of the game gets so much easier. So it just makes that middle point such a contended location, uh, even more so than most games of 9th edition. Mm-hmm. Plus we all remember from back in the 7th edition and 8th edition with the ITC rules and the missions there that had moving around those objectives, It when you move an objective six inches, um, on paper, it may not sound like much, but in practice, it can absolutely change the entire dynamic of a game.
1: Oh, oh. yeah, you can pull that objective out from behind a ruin. you can tuck it in behind cover instead, depending on what side of the board you're on. There's all kinds of manipulation. You need,
0: absolutely.
1: So the secondary objective for this one is, oddly named, priority targets. You score three victory points if you control either of the priority objective markers, uh, which I think are the ones each player selects one of their objectives to be their priority. Yeah. Right? So the three victory points basically just for holding one, or five if you can control both. So if you take that and you can hold your home objective, your home priority objective all the game, there's an easy fifteen points,
0: right? It, and it's only at the end of your turn too. So if uh, something happens and you get knocked off of it, you have your whole turn to get back on there. Mm-hmm. So it is absolutely in my opinion, that that's a free fifteen. So these are these games you gotta assume are gonna come down to be a lot tighter than your normal game of ninth. Your point spread with your opponent isn't going to be very much because it's easy to hold one, shouldn't be that hard to hold two, um, and then after that you score fifteen points on this. You
1: score fifteen points on this, and I think you score twelve or fifteen points on new domination, whatever it's called just hold at least three objectives and more than your opponent um, and you're in business so yeah we're gonna have some shootouts
0: yeah i think a lot of these games are going to come down to a point spread of absolutely of less than 10. a ton of them are going to come down to a point spread of less than five so
1: with a point spread of 10 or less you gotta paint your models
0: for this tournament uh, in a manner of speaking <laughs> that is good that is one of the things going on for the grinning this grinning demon match um Justin has gone ahead and said that as long as your models are base coded, you will score the 10 points. Now I am gonna be there with a, a fully battle-ready army. Mm. And I encourage anybody listening to this podcast that is going to that event, try to get your stuff battle ready for the event. Yeah, it's not gonna cost you any points not to do it, but you've had all year. Yeah, you've had all year. You've had so much time. Let's show off, right? Let, and I'm absolutely gonna hold that over. If I lose to somebody by 10 points and they have like just base code Bob, I'm gonna be like, you know, this were a real tournament. I won. Well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, I applaud it regardless. Looking forward to seeing everybody's progress over, this is only June. So when the big show starts hitting in September or November, I look forward to everybody having a fully battle ready.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know what, and that's the thing. Uh, this is a great way to get back started on it. it Let's face it, a bunch of us, over that time period, we went on and we did other things with our lives. Oh man,
1: I put the soldiers away and I just read the newspaper and it's scrolled away.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I, nice. I, don't, I don't blame people for that, but it, it, it was, it is, it is what it is for that. I I don't think anybody should have any, like, really too strong a feeling one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a tiny little term, let's have fun. Let's have fun. Yeah, all right, so let's get into that first match. Uh, we've got five matches that are gonna be going on. We've got Mark versus Tomas. We've got Justin versus JC, Ken versus Tyler, Davis versus Mike, and Aaron, not you, but Aaron Beth versus Jesse. Uh, so our first mission for this is our first, we already know the mission. Our first match, Mark versus Tomas. We have got Space Marines, Iron Hands, versus the Death Guard, the Harbingers.
1: Yeah, so we're talking early ninth edition against slightly later ninth edition. I know Mark's I was always working really hard with his iron hands, but uh, I think Tomas has got quite a few games with his Death Guard, too. He doesn't change around as much as Mark does. putting stuff in and out of
0: his armies. Well, I actually got to have a quick little chat with Tomas ahead of this. Um, there was definitely some stuff I thought would have been the case, and that is not entirely the case. This is apparently going to be uh, his first matches with some of these models. What? Yeah. So uh
1: what else got in there?
0: So uh for Mark, uh he's got a lot of stuff in multiples. Uh he's got two five-man intercessors, two redemptor dreads and there's a relic contemptor that kind of fills out a third sort of position. Uh two eliminator squads with sniper guns, not the las fusils. Uh three four-man blade guard squads, a six-man eradicator squad a unit of infiltrators, two librarians, one is uh, Phobos, the other's kind of straight up librarian, and the aptly named Captain Fantastic, who is uh, just, uh, he's almost like a a fourth Dreadnought.
1: Realistically. nasty, Mark gets them all powered up with some psychic powers, and he gets to, like,
0: toughness six, strength seven. He gets to toughness seven. Toughness 7. Toughness 7, minus 1 damage against him. He is a Dreadnought. At that point. At that point, yeah. But
1: notably, <laughs> what's missing from Worm's list is he dropped the Chief Apothecary
0: that he's run for a long time. That drop of the Chief Apothecary really exemplifies just how much has changed after this latest FAQ. The additional points on that uh, just kind of edges that unit out. Especially of a list like this where he wasn't ever utilizing the, fu- the 6 up Feel No Pain that the Apothecary provided. So uh, he had some reasons that he had mentioned to us about it. Like, is it really worth it at that point? Definitely it was before. There's still a great use in. Surprise, this unit's not as dead as you thought it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, it's it's gone definitely is interesting.
1: Yeah, as soon as
0: they lost their tiny early branch and couldn't fix up those ATVs, they started uh, going down the hill. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to say, though, uh, from an overall view... Uh, he, having the two librarians is definitely a surprise. don't see a lot of space marine lists that bring double librarians. Usually they bring chaplains um, because you can't deny those abilities. Uh, so I'm sure he's got some powers or a game plan that is trying to work with that. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of backfield firepower, uh, but he absolutely has a list that's going to refuse to die. Yeah, it's, it's it's a
1: big old ball of Primaris pursuing marines that they're just trying to get into the center of the board. And. Uh... Like you, I'm concerned if he's got enough firepower to deal with armies that just want to stand off and shoot with him. But anybody that
0: wants to dance in the middle, Mark will want to dance too. Mark will definitely want to. Uh, now, as for Tomas, if I had to describe his list in one word, it would be haymakers. Oh yeah, just Brits. He has got a Mortarian, three units of Terminators, two of them being five-man actual Terminators, the third one being a three-man Death Shroud Terminator unit. Two bricks of 20 man pox walkers, two plague burst crawlers, and then he has a cornucopia of characters with Malignant Playcaster, Foul Blight Spawn, Lord of Contagion, and a Biologus Putrefire. Oh like if,
1: if Tomas can coordinate this stuff and slowly get it forward where it needs to be, it's gonna get really intimidating. Does this list also
0: get all those auras of uh, debuffs when you get in there? Every Death Guard army has a Contagion range. Mm. Um, now, for these guys here, the big thing about this faction, um, something to note is those Poxwalkers, which... they Poxwalkers have uh, one stratagem that makes them throw out um, mortal wounds, but there's a special one for the Harbingers that allow them to kind of double up on that, to get to reroll all their hit dice, and since they get mortals on sixes to hit, they can just reroll every dice that's not a six. And you just go fishing for sixes. And you just go fishing for sixes. A full unit of twenty of these guys, on average, are putting out twenty-four mortal wounds. Well, that sounds terrible. That will kill anything. Um, so <laughs> that really will. But I have to say, the thing that I'm really excited for is Mortarian. He's the ultimate distraction card effects. Tomas says he actually hasn't been running him at all, which uh, it's just a shame for such a beautiful model not to be out there. So I, I, that's one of the things like, yeah, he's super, super strong. Still, a lot of the professionals maybe are saying you don't really take him, but whatever. This is definitely the kind of event where you want to see him out.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be some target confusion based on Morty and the three blocks of Terminators. But i'm worried that as soon as you get rid of the box walkers there's not very
0: much scoring that tomas is going to do that's exactly correct he's going to try to really push up that middle um it but there's that huge risk of absolutely losing the back end meanwhile if he doesn't push up the middle he's going to be uh at quite a loss outside of mortarian nothing in this list moves fast if he gets trapped in the midfield he could find himself just walking for days
1: so moving on.
0: I think it was a tough call just because the Death Guard do have a lot of strength. But I think Mark is going to take this. I think Tomaz's list may struggle with some secondaries to take, especially because Mark doesn't offer... his list doesn't offer up a lot of secondaries against. Um, And Mark can definitely, like you said, he can play that midfield where he's going to just be able to kind of keep the Death Guard maybe out from his half of the table. That's where a lot of players are trying to score their secondaries, just trying to edge into your half. If he can do that, he'll keep them out. That said, I think if Tomas is able to find some early engagements, get some long bomb charges off, that could collapse Mark entirely. Um, so this is going to be tight.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tight. I think this is going to be a scrappy game. I think you're not going to get a clear winner until turn four, or turn five. Um, and I think Tomas has definitely got a path to victory, but I think Mark has got a few more. It's not going to be an easy win at all, but I think it's Mark's game to win.
0: This is definitely one of those matches that's going to come down to a points difference, point spread of less than five.
1: Well, let's see what those auras
0: do. All right. Next up, we have got Justin versus JC. Uh, do you want to go ahead and tell us, Aaron, what these lists are like? I would
1: love to. And I'm going to start with Justin's knights nice because I've got him up there. Uh, it's a quick list. He's got a Big Daddy, it. He's got a Knight Crusader beside him. I don't have any of the relics or upgrades or anything else like that. And then he's got an Uchi Knight Naren. I think he's got the the fist on it as opposed to the the giant chainsword. So he's got a giant knight, two big teenager knights, and then three little baby knights. He's got uh, two war which are the close combat ones. They've got like the melted cannon and the mini chainsword. And then he's got the hellbring just to stand at the back, right? So half and half shooting and stabbing. And then, who's he, who's he playing against? JC's Orcs?
0: Uh, he is placing against JC's
1: Orcs. Oh, JC's Orcs. Uh, just for the highlights here, he's got 80 boys. I was interested to see that the boys weren't all slug up or Shooter Boys. They were kind of like 20 of one and 10 of the other, or
0: something like that. Yeah, it, it's quite a mix. He's not taking the solid squad all.
1: No, uh, which is probably good because depending on the casualties that he takes in every squad, he can just pull whatever's useless, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's got two scrap jets in there, which will be fun. He's got commandos and he's got grots to just stand there on there and pick up some points for him. That's where all the scoring is going to be. The boys are going to be the board control, the commandos and the grots are going to be the point scorers, and then he's got a custom stompa. just this uh-huh. big giant robot. Wow. Yeah. I, I have to say I saw that and I was just giddy. Oh yeah. So if, there, if there's a matchup in the first round, this is going to be the cool
0: little matchup, I think. Now, I think an important thing to note um, is that he didn't list a clan for his stompa. So I'm not entirely sure what it is, but if I had to take a guess, and I'm sure this is going to get clarified right away, uh, is that it's probably an Evil Sons Stompa. Uh, just because the Psychic Awakening gave Evil Sons a psychic power, and you'll note that there's a weird boy that is also Evil Sons. Uh, and that weird boy can then cast this one power that gives the Stompa uh, re-roll all of its hit rolls. So that Stompa suddenly is mo- not hitting really on fives, it's actually hitting, in you know, probabilistically speaking, slightly better than fours. Three and a half,
1: yeah. JC, you will give us a bag of chips just for catching that
0: for you. <laughs> um, so, so who do you think is going to take this one?
1: I think JC's going to take this one simply because he's got have models to be able to score points for more than two rounds. But man, oh man, that Crusader and castellan they're just going to close them down. Um, does it matter in this matchup if the Orcs are Toughness 4 or if
0: the Orcs are Toughness 5? Yes, it does, uh, because Orcs at Toughness 4, those stomps will be wounding them on twos, mm-hmm. whereas the uh, titanic feet would only be wounding them on threes if they were Toughness 5. That's right.
1: And I'm also curious if this is the last hurrah for the Recycling Voice stratagem
0: there. Yes, that uh, stratagem has been key to a lot of orc victories over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, it very well could. I mean, that those abilities, there are a few abilities that 9th edition is really gonna be taking a close look at, and those are things like Recycling Units Back, or things like Shooting Twice. Uh, those abilities are just so picked apart now. Uh, they cost either a ton, or what you can use them on is extremely limited. You, In a way, that's still the case with orcs here. But, you know, big squads of 30. <laughs> <laughs>
1: pretty awesome when they come
0: back. Uh, but I'm going to have to disagree with you. I, I really want to give it to the orcs, but I think Justin's going to end up taking this. I mean, the orcs got boys, 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 brought some toys, which is a great mix. Uh, however, so much of his battle plan is wrapped up in that Stompa, but realistically, one turn of just the Castellan shooting at that Stompa with the Volcano Cannon is likely to kill
1: it. Yeah, but Justin's a good host and he's gonna let JC pick the table so that JC's got somewhere to hide his stuff. <laughs>
0: There's nowhere to hide. These models are so large, they're not allowed to benefit from obscurity. It's the most ridiculous part about the whole thing. He can't hide it.
1: So the other thing, I, the problem with knights that I see is that their bases don't totally cover an objective And so even Grots can objective secure um, a point away from a Crusader or an Heron, right? So
0: and, Well that, I think, is the biggest weakness of this list. The one thing I did not see was the jump. And without the jump, I don't know if JC's going to be able to get his orcs into those critical positions where he's going to be able to keep Justin away from objectives effectively.
1: Well, hopefully Justin's distracted by getting the pizza organized or something. Tasty, I'm pulling for you here.
0: <laughs> All right, this one here, I, I guess I'll go at it, but it it scares me even just to try to talk about it. Uh, and that is going to be the match for Ken versus Tyler. Oh my God. versus Admic. Both of them are, are Lucius Admic, which obviously is telling you something about that trait and Agnec overall are just so complicated now. I, I I didn't have a chance to really look at this or really understand it. I can see some of the strong things. I've heard some of the strong things out there. I'm having a hard time picking this one apart. Oh,
1: man, if I were playing this game, I'd just be saying, Tyler, man, just tell me how it's safe to And I'm then all of them, because you're, you're
0: busted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Uh, we've got Kent, who's running uh, all three of the different kinds of Tech Priests. with The Marshal, Dominus, the Manipulus. Skatari Marshal, I should say. Um, we've got uh, two massive squads of Rangers. So two 20-man uh, teams of them. We've got five Vanguard as well. Uh, we've got a full great, ten full-grade Electro Priests, five Sekaran Infiltrators, um, another... Wait, wait, sorry. Two uh, squads of Five-man Securian Infiltrators, I should say. A five-man Patraxi Sterilizer, so those are the wing guys the Flamers. Two squads of three Cerberus Raiders, the, the doggies that can run in, snipe with their pistols, and run away. We've got the Archaeocopter. Copter. Uh, we've got the Scorpius Dune Rider for that toaster action. And then he's backing it up, even with all this stuff. With the chef's kiss. Yeah, he, so hey, wait, let, let's just take a look at this for a moment. He's got more than, he's got 70 dudes, 70 deadly dudes, and yet still somehow finds points for a castle and knight. And those dudes, those,
1: not, those aren't your daddy's conscripts or anything. <laughs> those are like rangers. Right? Those are rangers.
0: These are guys that are capable of getting a 2-up save in the open. <laughs> and the
1: magnificent costume. Oh my
0: god. And yet he has the room for that. So, I mean, that is terrifying amount of board presence and ranged lethality. And we all know that these new rangers are the hot stuff. You stack up like five different buffs on them and this unit that, you know, nominally is armed with with an old school bolter is now like, is now shooting like they're all armed with plasma guns. Like it's not quite that, but it's nearly that. So really scary, but he's going up against (laughs) Admet. <laughs> against another Lucius player. In this case, it is going to be Tyler. So we're going to see this battle of the Admet going on. Uh, now, this one here has got, again, those same three uh, Admet characters uh, for the HQ. We're seeing, now in this case, we're seeing a bunch of Cataphrons. We're seeing uh, a couple squads of Breachers, of three Breachers, one squad of Destroyers. We're seeing a 10-man squad of Rangers, uh, two 20-man squads, of Skatari vanguards, which are uh, very, very different there. So, uh, Ken, ha- it, it's almost like the exact opposite mix. Ken had uh, 40 rangers, 5, 8 vanguard, He's got 10 vanguard. uh, sorry 10 rangers, 40 vanguard. Um, we got 10 infiltrators, again the sterilizers, sulfur hounds, instead of the pistol dudes, uh, Cydonian dragoons, those are the lance chicken walkers, and then he's backing that up with a couple of Doom Doomcrawlers, so uh, he's got a, f- a couple more models. Not many more, in fact. He actually may even have less models than Ken. Yeah,
1: it's a pretty similar list. It's the two Doomcrawlers and the Scorpius Disintegrator that he traded
0: for the Castleman. Pretty much, and then otherwise it's just you know kind of tossing a few different numbers around. It's real. I'm really amazed um, just with how similar both lists are. Uh, just how close it, how similar they are but also how different just how Ken has the room for that castle at the same time it's just insane mm-hmm. he, took, he, he took those three robots I'm telling you and with their
1: powers combined <laughs> <he's> like, <"No, laughs> right, they all got together and all of a sudden the <laughs> <laughs> somehow that is what happened
0: um, so I, I'm going to go ahead and put down my prediction for this one and I'm going to do this on the Back of his previous victories, like even with me not understanding a thing about how this armor works, uh, I think Ken's going to be taking this.
1: I think Kenny's list looks like a little bit more modern. Tyler's looks like an 8th edition ad with albeit newer models. um, For both of them, though, my criticism would be: what firepower do you give up to perform actions for any mission over the course of the day? Because they've got. Big squads and everything. Do you use your uh, little jump pack dudes, the sterilizers to
0: do it? Do you the well, I mean, let's take a look. These rangers. You got a squad of ten of them for only 80 points. Um,
1: okay, never mind. Yeah. I take it all back. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, they can they, they can do the action. There are there are enough squats that something can do it. But they both have access to those. So it's not like it's a one or the other. This one, um, I, you know, it, if it wasn't for Ken being the player that he is, I would have no idea. This one's going to be, would otherwise just be j- just so crazy because they're so similar. Are they going to smash into each other? Or are they just going to shoot each other from their tables? Uh, they both have movement abilities. They both have deep striking abilities. They
1: both got screening abilities. I don't think either one of them wants to be really in close combat. So, I mean, how are you going to go and get that priority
0: target? Priority target. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, next up. So this one I, I don't really think I'm allowed to really explain it too too much. Aaron, go ahead, take us away.
1: So we've got Davis's matchup and he's playing against Mike's Mike and the boys, basically. Mike's town So Davis has got all the infantry. I don't know how many squads have you got, 70, 80 models, 100 models?
0: I have got over 150.
1: But they're all guardsmen, and they all only work from 12 inches away, right? Pretty much.
0: Yeah. I call this the NPC list.
1: Yeah, and and, I mean, you've had, quite frankly, you've had a little bit of success with it. More than a little bit, right? All your damage is done from 12 inches away with these, like, 90 guardsmen. We'll just say they've all got flamethrowers. They've all got close combat (laughs) weapons. And they're just really annoying blips. And then back in that up, you've got 4 units of little sniper bikes, and three Ridge Runners are the only vehicles you're packing here, right? I've
0: got nothing. You've got nothing. (laughs) I
1: mean, you don't give up any secondaries aside from, uh, like, what's the Kill the Hordes one, or whatever. No prisoners. No prisoners, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your list is built to play board control, and the models that you brought are built to kill other board control armies. So, in our little meta of primarily you and me playing back and forth, we've killed <laughs> Cavalry Warriors and Witches like nobody's business with all these deep striking flamers. It's really obnoxious to play against. Uh, Mike's got his Tau. I haven't seen Mike's, Mike play as Tal before, but uh, here they come. I think they're like yellow and blue. They're really nice looking, at least from a couple of pictures. I'm of looking guys. forward to seeing them. Yeah. So Mike's bringing a Riptide, which has got his one point discount with all the guns, and he's got all kinds of crisis suits for this little mobile castle that he's going to be bringing. Uh, screening that castle, he's got. Uh, these Remora little drone things. Yeah, a Forge
0: World or something. Yeah, he's got two of the Remora uh, stealth drones.
1: Minus one to hit, three up save with a plus one to their save because they're Tao or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. They... Minus one to hit, two up armor save. They're just dirty.
0: Dirty. Dirty. Uh, he's
1: got two Devilfish to put some of those Fire Warriors in to give them some mobility aside from like a cayune or a Wata, whatever Tau do. <laughs> And uh best <laughs> Two squads of Vespit are out there to score as recon points. <laughs> <laughs> Two squads of Vespit and some Pathfinder finders to score a recon and retrieve Octarius Dina and do like those are the action monkeys that I was saying was missing in those happening before.
0: Yeah, and you know, taking a look at Mike's list, um, you can see you can draw a ton of parallels to the recent uh tournament winning list, six and oh, I believe he won. Richard Siegler at the AOC Open um, and Richard Siegler piloted a list remarkably similar to this outside of a couple little changes. Uh, so the question is gonna be, does Mike have Richard Siegler's ability?
1: Well, I mean, I've only played Mike once, but uh, he and I, we had a really, really good game and Mike definitely understands the game and I think he'll be able to pull it off highlighted it really really well those remora are going to be like just so annoying and resilient for, for you to deal with in that first game mm-hmm. but i think he needs cp to juice his army up and really make it tick right so i think he's spending a bunch on relics coming in maybe he's only got seven or eight command points to start with so i mean if he's got to do with like an emergency escape or an emergency disembark, escape from close combat, he might not have CP left over to do the damage that he needs to do. But kill you're in for a really satisfying game of killing so many walls. Oh
0: yeah, the, 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 half the game is just gonna be me removing plastic from the board. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so have you got to pick for this one, Davis? I mean, if I'm forced to pick, of course I'm gonna pick myself. Um, but it, it, just as an analysis overall, for, without getting too much into detail, um, I think that Mike's got the question of, okay, I definitely have the stuff to kill here. The question is, do I have the ability to move out and get to where I need to get to without overly exposing my forces to return attack? Um, that's gonna be the real question from, if he stays back too much, he'll lose. If he moves out too much, he'll lose. So he's going to have to play that really, really well. Um, however, at the end of the day, he's not going to lose many of his models. He Or he could. I mean, that's going to be how that works, right? That's going to be the question. Uh, uh, is that depending on, on that kind of give and take? So he's he's definitely going to be in a tight spot. He There is a, a definite path to victory that he has. Um, I'm probably predicting this one again to be another one of those ones that comes down to a difference of less than 10 points uh, maybe a difference uh, slightly more than six points, but hey, those are going to be six points in my favor. Just you wait and see. Uh, uh,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, I see you how you can get some points. Um, I, I agree that might not have enough movement to win the game, uh, especially if you can slow down the double fist. I think that's going to be key for you. You don't have the guts to do it, but you could. <laughs> if I could. Yeah. If so, that was an option. So I'm seeing Davis either hardly wins this game in, like, a stupid high score, like, 95 to 90, or Mike wins
0: 99 to 50. <laughs> <laughs> very, very possible. Yeah. But he won't. You know why? Because I'm, I'm going to say, ah, that ball's not paid minus minus 10 points. points. But then, you know, I guess I'd have to say minus 10 points myself. That'd be only so. <laughs> All right. Last match of the night, uh, we have got Aaron Beth versus Jesse. Uh, so we've got the Space Marines, once again, Black Templar in this case going up against Chaos Knights, uh, which are going to be, I think that they're, they're abominable. They're uh, let's see, a custom household. They're another list that I honestly, I don't know how to read some of these things, but it's not a big list. Jesse, I'm sorry,
1: I didn't even read your list because you submitted it late. Shame on
0: you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolute shame. Um, now, Aaron's list, If I had to describe it briefly, uh, I think you said this perfectly. Aaron is. I'm actually. I'm kind of a little upset at Aaron. Okay? Because Aaron is a Tyranid player. He's a Tyranid player through and through, and he's my boy for that. And I will always root for him in every match that he plays Tyranids. But he's not playing Tyranids. He's
1: playing Armored
0: Tyranids. He's playing Armored Tyranids. And the Black Templar are going to work like Tyranids in armor in this game. Just. He has so many different assault versions of assault marines. He has got uh, Cap- Chaplain Grimaldus, Primaris Chaplain on bike, so he can just chant off the world. He's got three squads of assault intercessors, a squad of uh, five blade guard, Primaris Apothecary, Redemptor Dread, two huge squads of Vanguard veterans, all of them with uh, uh, storm shields, all of them with jump packs he's got an inceptor squad and an eradicator squad so not a whole ton of shooting but he is just coming in to cut you
1: oh yeah i'm hearing primark i'm hearing horny i'm hearing gene stealers and hiveguard
0: like that's what this list is let's face it i mean those assault intercessors are your gene stealers but they're gene stealers in power armor those vanguard vets with the uh uh jump packs now, obviously Elichter just brought in another big squad of jeans better than jeans fields i don't know what
1: well the asper sisters i would more say that they're like uh or something because you were saying just in the pre-show there that he can like consolidate an extra time and then pile in another six inches. oh my god like an overrun or
0: yeah so the big thing for uh the black templar is there access to this one stratagem, I forget the exact name of it, but it's one command point, so he can do it every, in fact he's going to do it every phase, because in the, at the start of the assault phase, Every fight base, right? yeah, every fight phase, he can use that, and his, uh, he can select one of his units to just pile in right away, and then if they get within an inch of an enemy model, they can start fight- yeah, they can start fighting, and then if he uh, gets to fight Yet that stratagem also lets him consolidate six inches. Add to that one of the uh, chaplain chants that allows his pylon to be a six inch pilot instead of three inch. And oh boy, these guys are piling in six, consolidating six, which makes them hormigons. Oh
1: Absolutely. They're just a across the board with that
0: too. Uh, but he is going to be going up against Jesse with his Chaos Knights. Um, I mean, Jesse's brought. Uh, very uh, an easy army to play for the day. He's not going to be too tired after this because he's just brought four models uh, No, five models. He's got five models. He's got a uh, Serastus Knight Lancer He's got a Knight Megara Knight Strix a Knight to spoiler and a War Dog. So four mod- five models War Dog <laughs> for Yeah, four, four models of War Dog for flavor. Um, I, I know how he like. I think this is some of the same stuff he's played before, which is he can kind of go full tilt, throw something into your face. He can throw one of these bad boys in your face every turn and just hopefully just smash you down. Uh, hard to score points with. Extra hard, though, in this case, because he's going to be down 10 points due to a late list submission. Yeah, that's going to really, especially in this first match, which we're saying this is going to be such a tight point match. Being, playing down 10 points is a, a big, big issue. So I, I because he's not playing nits, I would love to vote against Aaron. <laughs> Just as my way of, of slapping him on the wrist there. We're not playing the nits, but uh, uh, no, I'm absolutely giving this one to Aaron. Yeah, I
1: think the Black Templar are going to get it too, but... I mean, Jesse's been playing those Knights. What is it with separating and all the Knights players? Every time there's a bunch of guys that get together, somebody's bringing four models. Anyways, Jesse's been doing it for a long time and he keeps ass with those things.
0: He does. If there's anybody that can actually turn that around, it will be him. That Megara is absolutely lethal um, on Overwatch. Just terrifyingly effective on Overwatch. I have have faced it (laughs) once before. Mm and can attest, some hot rolls of sixes on that thing just murderizes you. However, uh, you know what? These are space frames, and one transhuman is all you need.
1: That's
0: right. <laughs> all right, Aaron, we've come to the end of the episode. We've gone through all the lists. Now it's time for us to go ahead and pick who we think is going to be taking home the whole thing.
1: Well, I went ahead and I took a different, different approach this time because, I mean, with only ten players, it's anybody's game. Ten players over three rounds? Could be anybody. So I did a little bit of power rankings
0: here. And I picked three folks to be contenders and three folks to be the favorites. Three are are you allowing overlap? No.
1: No. no.
0: Overlap,
1: so we're taking we're taking six out of the ten to <laughs> just
0: Does that automatically mean that the people not selected are the losers? <laughs> no, not the losers. <laughs> The non-winners.
1: Yeah. The non-favorite. The
0: fodder. <laughs> and anyway, right. only because you're
1: such a good host. do I even put you in the contenders list. Oh,
0: wow. All right. Well, let's let's hear it.
1: So my contenders are yourself.
0: Actually, before we get... What's the difference here? Tell me. What are the differences between the contenders and the favorites?
1: My favorites are... Yeah. These are the guys that I'm picking to win. My contenders are... One of them is going to be top
0: three. Somebody that can just come out of left field. Some, not,
1: not out of left field. You're a contender. You're like, uh, I don't know who. The Las Vegas Knights there. They're always
0: I'm Richard Siegler. For some yeah. I'm Richard yeah. Siegler needs the
1: Pop that balloon in your eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the contenders are somebody who's, yeah, if there's somebody who here is going to be a two and one for sure. And it's going to be yourself. Mark on the back of his obnoxious preparation. (laughs) He is so prepared coming into these things. And I think Tyler's admac are pretty scary.
0: Well, very scary.
1: Very scary.
0: Um with respect to uh with respect to my favorites, who I think is gonna win win the whole thing.
1: One of Mike McEkrin, provided he can get past your Gene Stealer flavors. Or Aaron Fett's um Gene Stealers. His armored nids. His armored nids. Yeah, I mean, hey, Black Templar just put on a big, big showing at whatever that was, ACO, right? Yeah, they did. Or 10, purely on New Codex and Pedigree, right? Can they?
0: Absolutely. That, that definitely sounds like a good mix mm-hmm. of the folks. Um, well, I, I didn't do quite the same level of, of in depth study on them. Um, but I, if I had to select for contenders, um, I would. I, I'd love to put myself in there. I don't think I'm going to be a contender. I think I'm going to surprise one. I might go two and one. I don't think I can take home the day. Um, But you know, if I get two and one, I'll be pretty happy. Hey, that makes
1: you a contender. You were like, at least smell on the throne.
0: (laughs) Um. You're right. I would put Mark in a, as a as definitely a possible. Almost everyone can really be a contender in this thing. Everyone's got something that they can bring. Everyone that's coming here is capable of the two and one. So you know what? Scratch the contenders. Screw them. Screw myself. Contenders, you're not cutting it. You can't. If you can go two and one, so what? Big deal. Big. <laughs> deal. <laughs> um, but if I had to select people that can go three and zero. Oh, I would say, number one, I do think it's, there's a huge, huge chance for Ken. I think in their match, he's going to come out ahead of Tyler. Um, and that's one of his biggest threats. The other uh, big threat that I would say is in there, uh, other than the other ADMIC player that he's just going to kind of uh, bounce off against, is either going to be uh, Mark or Tomas. Uh, whichever the two of them can kind of power through may actually have the the stuff to kind of power through uh, to get to the end. I don't think Tomaz really can do it though against Admek. Um, those force a lot of the Admek stuff isn't too damage that really functions gives him the function of his army ability. Lots of
1: um, mortals, right? Lots of mortals.
0: Yeah, he's got lots of mortals, and I don't think the Admek are really too concerned. He's got a lot of bodies to kind of spread that out against. So if there's any, it's going to be between Mark or Ken uh, and I'm going to favor Ken out of the two because like you said, with Pedigree, he's got a, he's an excellent player as we've known him to be. And now he's just got all that new codex potency in his under in his underwear. <laughs>
1: Guys, don't let Ken win again. He can't win again. Ken, go down, Tiger.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I, I feel that's at. But, uh. You know what? I, I would love the idea of seeing where these contenders lie. Because man, there's so many of them that it, all it takes is one upset out of these matches, two upsets, and the whole field is just going to be totally different. All the people that go two and one that day are going to feel great.
1: Oh yeah, it like, it's a, it's a shark tank. But remember guys, you're all playing for second place, because if I were there... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even Ken, let's face it. You're all playing Yeah. What am I going to do? No. No. (laughs) Alright, well, folks, thanks very much for listening. Glad that we were able to do this. Get back into the groove of things. Looking forward to future tournaments as well. We got a scene rebuilding here in Sudbury. Games are starting to happen again. It's just wonderful. I'm looking forward to it. Me too,
1: guys. It's going to be a great summer, great fall. And uh, we'll see you all out
0: there. So thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Sudbury Scrub. Once again, saying, keep on war gaming and keep scoring those primaries.